and then rate it on like how happy you would be doing that every day. Well, actually, I don't particularly want to fly people to Mars. Um, so I'll probably give that a one. Um, I imagine it's quite a long journey. Um, This is My Enjoy Employment, brought to you by Waikiki Society. This series will be on all podcast streaming platforms and on YouTube. So, James, to start or not to start, that is the question. Should we start our entrepreneurial route, business plan, projects, ideas that we have in our mind? And why are we so afraid to start? What's blockading us? Ah, whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Um, gotta <laughs> love a bard quote. Um, that is the question indeed. I um, I do wonder actually. You know, why are we so afraid to start if we have these ideas sort of bubbling away in our in our mm. brains? Um, personally, I think for me, one of the top reasons is definitely the um, fear, um, an overarching fear that I think probably can be broken down into a lot of different factors. Um, yeah. And I say probably, I mean definitely, because that's exactly what we're <laughs> going to talk about today. Definitely why I personally have been put off pursuing some options in the past. Um, mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. let's delve a little deeper, you know, let's kind of expand into this kind of overarching concept of fear. And what do you think? Where, where do you think that fear stems from? It's really interesting because I recently remembered quote and it kind of stuck with me for some reason and someone said that in the sense for entrepreneurs hmm. are we all capable of doing this is it for everyone and hmm. now my sense of it and this is from my opinion is being a ceo slash self-employment slash entrepreneur for everyone and i think yes now i'm not saying it as in the sense of like now go and quit your job you know and start something and hmm. be completely lost in the minds of it because it's not easy it's the most you know fear triggering it's quite nerve-wracking to hmm. think like to drop something so consistent like a nine-to-five job and then enter into the world of entrepreneurism self-employment being a ceo it's scary but yeah sure. my point of it is that employment was never really thing until we made mm, okay. into a thing you know we we put it into existence because we began to commercialize globalize you know all the goods and services that we have now i.e and i will name some you know apple products coca-cola and even to the simplest things like you know the boba tea that's come cross seas it's become such a common goods and services mm -hmm. that we have now and it's so ready available and we need employment to fuel that globalization mm. that commercialization and no, so to sure. spread those sort of things you need to manage manpower you we created employment for that purpose you know regardless whether it's national or international that is how we've co-created it but to say employment is a definite must or a definite hmm. has to happen after finishing school it's kind of wrong to say because prior to this huge big bang of commercialization and globalization we've always been somewhat in a very small way been entrepreneurs ceos hmm. and self-employed because like i don't remember from my grandparents um day and age they were you know haberdasherers but they were self-employed. They worked at home, okay. which seems yeah. so foreign now. 
on the mm. obviously pre-COVID. Well, <laughs> now it seems very common to work at home. Um, but like pre-COVID and yeah. like during their generation, they were doing things at home already. So to mm. say the least that didn't exist then would be a lie, you know. And prior to that, you would um, people would pick up skills, and with it, it's just skills with the mind or skill with the hands. Doesn't matter. You had a skill, and you may work with a couple of people, but you were most definitely employed on your own. Bakers would have their own um, shop and therefore sell mm-hmm. bread. You know, yeah. if you were a, a local shop, you would have had sold groceries. Again, you're a CEO slash self-employment. Mm-hmm. And it's still like it coexists in that small bubble. Everyone's individually their own commercial works. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? And I'm not nulling that the fact that you have to be an entrepreneur or a CEO. I just think from where we originate from as a fighting flight, you know, hunter-gatherer sort of idea, we've always been for ourselves, like mm. one man, like for everyone else. And yeah. it's it, denying that, you know, self-employment or CEO is wrong or right either way is wrong. It's just, I think that everyone is capable of it to some regards, to some yeah. aspect. And mm. I know loads of people, and I know James specifically have an argument against this, that it's not normal. It's not for everybody. Mm. Don't make, Let's not normalise it because you're forcing the idea on someone. But, like, normalise it in the sense of, like, everyone can have a chance to approach the idea of becoming one or not becoming one. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of, I guess, rebuttal points. I think, yeah, probably, you know, a lot of people were self-employed in one form or another but then you would definitely have someone who was skilled in baking running a, a bakery a kind of a, a metal yeah. worker running an, a, a forge or whatever but they would all have apprentices or people working for sure. them mm-hmm. so you've always had employment in mm-hmm. you know some way or another you would have your tavern owners but you'd have you know your bar staff working in that tavern true i think a form of employment um you know working for other people has always existed but it was probably more balanced i think between people who are owning businesses and people who are working for other businesses and now that balance seems to have um, i mean i don't have any stats if you do do let us know because i am interested to know um balance has probably shifted between more people are employed than self-employed i would say um but i don't think it's a question of capability i do think it is however a question of desire do you Mm -hmm. want to start something because i know loads of people that are more than happy being employed they love their job mm-hmm. um they love the security it provides they love knowing they're getting that paycheck and they're more than happy to advance in that career stream as far as they can get with it yeah. um and they don't want that um, kind of added kind of stress and responsibility that will uh, you know talk about some other reasons why um, you know people don't necessarily want to go down this entrepreneurship yeah. route and you know that's absolutely fine if you don't want to be an entrepreneur you don't have to be the wonderful thing about the world today is that there are options if you have that kind of mindset um, and that kind of feeling kind of inside you you know you've got ideas and you've got that kind of drive that you actually you don't want to work for someone else you want to work for yourself mm-hmm. um, or just you know if you are in employment and you have are the goals that you want to achieve like you know you want that promotion you want that mm. pay rise um you know whatever it is and perhaps some of this conversation today in, in you know in this episode is going to help you kind of work through kind of what's underlying here you know i 
have a, a, a friend who overcame probably a little bit of sort of self-doubt and, and, and fear to kind of fight for, uh, you know, a salary and a promotion that was well-deserved that was just being kind of withheld from them. Yeah, um, exactly. So definitely these things can, I think, help in kind of all aspects, um, not just in the kind of the, you know, whether I should set up a business or, or, or not. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, you know, one of my big reasons why I don't think people necessarily you know might not want to kind of go down that path is this sort of big risk with a level of uncertainty behind it you know there's a massive risk in starting a business right so um there are very few businesses that i can think of that you can start up with zero starting capital um, you know, if you're planning to sell a product or a service, you're going to need something that you invest into it, whether it's into the equipment that you produce something with, whether it's into, you know, having a website or an online presence, whether it's, you know, producing a commodity to sell, whatever it is, you're going to need a pot of money that you don't mind putting into that. So if you have a lot of kind of additional surrounding responsibilities like a home or debts or a family to look after and feed, then sinking money and time and resource into something that you have absolutely no idea whether you're going to get any reward back from can be really, really daunting, um, a really daunting step to take, especially mm. if you don't necessarily have got time as well. What a valuable commodity time is. Time is one of the most important commodities we have as, as a species. Um, you know, we only have a finite amount of it. Um, and so if you're balancing, you know, 20 other different responsibilities then at least you know if you work for a company it is quote unquote a nine to five and you're going to get a paycheck every month and that's probably a lot less risky so if you're risk adverse i'd say being risk adverse is probably quite a good reason why someone might not want to go down the entrepreneurial route no it's true it's very true because i think for multiple reasons people hold back hmm because of their personality and how it suits them because mm. being self-employed slash co-founder slash ceo slash entrepreneur even even if you're just actually heading out to try and get a new promotion or you know take a new chance at a new job it's all about what suits your life like what's the best way to achieve your optimum life conditions you know because you may be a busy mum you know like you have um, a couple of children and maybe being self-employed or you know a business owner it's it's going to be too much to handle especially if you have several young children and, and you know you're juggling both children house life you know your relationship with your husband or your wife or whatever it may be you can't kind of chuck those sort of responsibilities out and then like try and focus hmm. on your business but it may well work on the reverse yeah may, you may be able to do that just fine exactly you may be able yeah. to handle your business balance a family life balance a social mm. life it's success like it's successful in your in your pathway because mm. i feel like when it comes to risk and uncertainty there it comes down to also like i said personality but and this is what something susan susan kane mentioned in her book quiet and it's such a great book and it talks mm. about like how we view people on the basis of their whether they're an introvert or extrovert and okay. the idea behind like being an introvert and extrovert it's so poorly addressed it's so limited in information for people to understand the difference between it because people mm. go oh you like in classrooms in at school whatever it may be the people who shine the most are tends to be the extroverts because they're the right. one who are like the 
well I don't want to say loud because they are like shouting or anything like that but like they're they're like the ones who would be the most open-minded they're the one who speak up they're the one who you know attack their task at hand Mm -hmm. make themselves heard exactly Mm. but it's wrong to say introverts are not the kind of people we want if that makes sense it's like introverts are like deemed to be oh they're quiet they're shy you know Mm. they don't want to take part it's not that introverts Mm. just a quality that they have that shields them from wanting to be that kind of other side of them you know Mm. the other part of being like you know um a free goer careless you know these qualities can't be contrast in such Mm. a like definite way there's a blurred line there's a gray area and each of us you know myself and James both have both qualities we're both introverts and extroverts so saying that extroverts are the ones are the types to make companies and make Mm. become CEOs and stuff like that is completely wrong and could be really discouraging for an introverted person by default I mean maybe there are certain types of business that they might want to steer away from but that doesn't mean that all types of business should be avoided if that's what they really want to do you know yeah so if you're an introvert like by nature there is a part of you that is an extrovert and will take risk and Mm. will want to experiment and actually take the leap to do things so don't Mm. deny yourself because you you classify yourself as an introvert because Mm. that's wrong um susan made a really good point that like in fact most of the big earning like billionaires and millionaires were introverts you know warren Mm. buffett complete introvert you know he he put in steps to make his money but he didn't do it in such a way that it would be deemed as an extrovert and mm-hmm. therefore the prime example of what i'm trying to make here is the fact that like regardless whether you're an extrovert or introvert by nature you being an entrepreneur or making a business or making the leap for a promotion mm-hmm. or whatever project ideas you have whether it's set up a podcast whether it's build something whatever it is yeah you shouldn't have that hindrance because you fit into either of those two categories because you can mm. be both. Mm. You know, d- like don't be boxed in. Exactly. Don't deny yourself mm. of both qualities and you shouldn't easily waver it because, in fact, just because you're an introvert and you decide to make an action that would be deemed extrovert, you're actually pushing yourself to strive further and vice yeah. versa. You know, it mm. may be really difficult for extroverts to be an introvert, but it's not possible you have both Mm -hmm. qualities just don't categorize yourself way too early people shouldn't have the right to judge or make you feel guilty or put you into a position which would make you feel guilty because you decided to do that extraordinary thing so guilty of what though one of these what do you think they're feeling guilty about so i think okay so a really good example would be like say for instance if you decided to leave your nine-to-five job Mm. and you know start this amazing you know new path and also the, the guilt of leaving your current role and like mm-hmm. feeling like yeah. you've you've left your team or you feel like you've left some yeah. area of comfort on the basis that you would never ever get it again it's kind mm. of wrong with the way to see it because you can start something up and it may fail god i can't yeah. say i can't promise um it succeeding but no. what if it did succeed you've never yeah. explored the what if no 
And, you always um, have that question, I guess, that sort of, yeah. you know, you'll look back and think, oh, well, what if I'd just done that or just done that? Yeah. And I don't, I'm not one to believe in regrets. I try not to, you know, try not to have any, but yeah. I definitely think you do, being human with an imagination, you do eventually mm. get that sort of what if moment for sure. Yeah. And, you know, do check out some of our previous podcasts where we talk mm. about, you know, feeling comfortable and, you know, feeling guilty, especially where teams are concerned. I think that's really good. I think that's definitely a, a level of guilt there uh, that could yeah. be associated with that. Yeah, it's the same with embarrassment. It's it's one of the funniest behaviors that human experiences because i don't think mm. animals get embarrassed if you're leaping into a new area a completely yeah. different area that you're never associated to or never even f- would think of going into but actually it's your passion you really enjoy it or you're inspired by something to do it but you feel embarrassed because you think people will judge you you know, or there's that social pressure or you create yourself a pressure or standard that you need to, you know, stick with. Yeah. And that's not fair and it shouldn't be the case. Because, for instance, if a lawyer became became a social media influencer, they were a content creator. And, you know, that level of profession, oh, like a lawyer, it seems like a big deal. You know, these are professional people. Mm-hmm. They're intelligent. They, they're the creme of the creme of the crowd. And then to do something that is completely out of their ordinary day, you know, so, make, create social media content. And you mm. will have people who have think, oh, why would you lower yourself to do such thing? But mm. why have people put the two together when they're completely in different areas but mm. associate them at different levels and so many have uh, you know so many mm. presenters and people on television used to be lawyers yeah and it's funny because so many lawyers have jumped from yeah. law to something completely different and into kind of more entertainment streams yeah. you know clive Who's anderson so, yeah um, that's it yeah famous example like he used to be a criminal barrister yeah. And now he's a very well-known English television presenter, mm. radio presenter, comedian. Who's the other guy? Judge Rinder. Again, yeah. another barrister who mm-hmm. has turned his legal career into a TV show. Into Of course, not as good as the original Judge Judy, let's be honest. <laughs> Gotta love daytime television there. And I know people, you know, not, okay, they haven't jumped into television presenting, but they have left a profession to go to a completely mm. different profession yeah. and have been happier by doing so. So it's, it's almost sad to think that other people could dissuade someone from doing that by judging them um you know by making them feel that sort of Mm. guilt and embarrassment because effectively what you're doing is you're shoehorning that person into a box that they don't really want to be in and discouraging them from pursuing a passion or a dream that okay yeah it might not work they might have to go back to what they were doing originally but at least they will know within themselves that they have tried and they have have Mm. pushed and they've been supported in doing so if you know someone who wants to jump ship from their career and try something completely different and it isn't something that that's, you know, harmful or damaging or whatever it is, then support them. Go with them on that journey. Sure, if you think there's risks, highlight those risks, but do it in a constructive way because they're going to really value that support and that might help them overcome the embarrassment to try. And hey, if it's a huge hit and they become billionaires, they'll probably look after you. So it's a good idea. (laughs) Especially in Asian families, um, you know, families who come from a very strict background, who want um, their children to stick with traditional jobs and stuff like that. Um, and I'm only speaking from my part. Um, I know that specifically they do it out of protection because um, they want to ensure that their child's livelihood is in safe hands in a job that pays well so that they mm. can have a good quality life. And a lot of people do it because, or oh, specifically parents who have migrated or who are 
not even just parents, just families who mm. are migrated, who are refugees. They mm-hmm. never ever want to see their children have to go through it, the mm. things that they had to experience. And therefore yeah. there's that pressure. And I'm, this is one example. There may be a number of reasons. Maybe the parents are in that role as well. So they yeah. put it onto their child. But um, for one specific reason is to protect their child's safety in their future okay. and for them to be able to provide for themselves. And mm-hmm. it's, and sometimes when the child feels like they've been not model coddled, but been protected and guided way mm-hmm. too much and they haven't had that yeah. sort of creativity freedom, you have children who, you know, who want to take themselves out of that box and feel mm. not caged in and want to express themselves in a certain mm. way and like, you know, create things in their own way and feel like they can enjoy the responsibilities and look after themselves and that comes with also being worthy enough a lot of people who um, put themselves in this sort of frame of mind where they they think they are lacking something they think they don't deserve an opportunity to you know new ventures it could be anything it could be just a promotion that you know someone else is better than them especially if they've had bad experiences in the past of mm. not feeling appreciated enough or not feeling confident enough oh they've been told no before mm. and that's not fair because you know, everyone deserves an opportunity regardless whether how new or how experienced they are because sometimes they bring a new face, breath of fresh air to things. I think it goes with your point previously that you shouldn't feel caged in. No one, no one can read the future and hindsight is always twenty twenty. But it's interesting, actually, that you bring up that kind of nature and nurture argument, though, because I think, well, nature certainly has its part to play in terms of your innate kind of emotional state and mm. um, kind of your sense of worth uh, and things of that nature, which are often shaped through a you know, variety of, of, of reasons, either kind of inherent nature-based reasons or kind of nurture in terms of how you have been treated in the past. I think another the key aspect in that kind of nurture side of the debate is having had no exposure to entrepreneurship um, at kind of any point right so if you're from a background where you've never had any real exposure to self-employed people or people starting their own companies from scratch Mm, or any of that nature because you know your friends and family are all employed they worked for other companies for other people for kind of their careers going it alone might seem a bit abstract or unknown as to kind of where you even begin with that and of course you know we're humans what we don't understand we fear um, rightly or wrongly but there is kind of that aspect to it that maybe pushing people away from pursuing going down that avenue because they just have no idea and it's setting up your own business or kind of pursuing a passion in you know self-employed context is also it's never actually discussed in any great detail in mm. kind of in schools you know or, or career services mm. at universities or any of that anything of that nature like you never get that presented to you as an option no. it's always oh why don't you become a, a doctor why don't you become um you know a builder why don't you become a scientist become a insert job title here no one ever sits down and goes okay so you've got a real passion for baking have you ever thought about opening up a bakery or have you ever thought about designing luxury wedding cakes and setting up your own business and going that way career services and guidance services at least from my experience and sounds like your experiences too never present self-employment as an option so unless you are surrounded by people who have gone that route or you're the type of person to you know spend hours googling and watching researching and yeah 
you know, kind of teaching yourself, you, you're never exposed to entrepreneurship outside of reality TV, like Dragon's Den and The Apprentice. It's very limited in scope and nature, and it all seems a bit kind of unknown and alien and abstract, and it's, it's a thing that other people do, and how do you even do it anyway, even if you wanted to? So I definitely think that nurture has a, a big part to play in why mm. people might be, you know, put off pursuing that. It's quite a taboo subject now that I think of it, especially mm. at school. And with your parents, going back to like, not even just strict families, I think your families who are not exposed to that sort of culture, that sort mm. of entrepreneurialism, that sort of like making active leaps to change environments to better yourself. It's not, it's a negative impact, but like when you're not having that sort of just regular exposure, you kind of make it a, such a taboo subject so even if you came from a non-strict uh, background or parents mm. not being able to bring that subject up like mm. just to in front of your parents or in front of your grandparents is already a taboo subject and i don't really understand why because mm. it may seem scary yeah. a huge risk to anyone it is a huge risk because making it a taboo subject makes it harder for anyone to bring it up like sure on the dinner table with uh, you know your whole family like oh I w I've decided to do this and everyone's yeah. gonna go why yeah that's where that judgment comes in yeah. and that's where that embarrassment might come in that mm. guilt that fear you know, all of that kind of thing is kind of gonna interplay at that point as soon as you verbalize it it becomes more than a what if it becomes kind of a little bit more real a little bit more tangible mm. so again this goes back to the please just support each other what they're really looking for is a little bit of validation a little yeah. bit of support be honest but be constructive and be and be supportive where you can be because um they really do need it um it's a really big thing we are needing one another to help each other build um you know we kind of we need that cohesion to be strong but looking a bit more inwardly now i think stress has probably also got a lot to do with why people probably don't start or if they do start they don't see it through being self-employed especially at the beginning is incredibly stressful in the same way that you know living paycheck to paycheck is a really stressful experience and there are actually some key physical and mental symptoms that i just want to go over you know just for everyone's benefit if you are experiencing a number of these symptoms you may be experiencing stress you know just take a look at what's going on in your life right now obviously with the pandemic with everything that's going on in the world if you are suffering from kind of headaches and dizziness from muscle tensions or pain stomach problems uh, fast heartbeat all the time if you have difficulty concentrating if you're struggling to make decisions if you're just feeling overwhelmed if you're worrying if you're forgetting things all the time um you're probably experiencing some degree of stress i'm not a doctor i'm not a psychologist so that could be you know completely untrue you might be perfectly fine but do you you know keep it in mind think of me as the equivalent of a google search that you would have just done yourself anyway take some time reflect and think but i think that stress is definitely a, a key reason why people don't necessarily want to see self-employment and entrepreneurship through. It certainly was the reason I left, you know, that to go into employment because I wanted and needed that kind of security of a paycheck at the end of the month. With stress, it comes with a job. It comes mm. with, you know, even if you were employed, you're going to get stressed. There's no, like, it's no not a colorful picture that we're going to paint you regardless however wherever you receive stress you need to understand that it's part of the whole big bigger picture you're going to be mm. stressed and if it's too much and you're finding it and on a regular basis i mean 
but you're finding it way too much you're causing yourself even more harm than necessary maybe step back a bit and give yourself Mm. that momentary break that you need maybe this is not for me learn to accept that you have to give up at the at a right time learn Mm. to accept that it's okay to step down because if you're beating yourself up doing it you're not doing it right because it's stressful yes you know both elements employed or self-employment both ideals are going to be stressful learn to know when to stop because then you're Mm. saving yourself so much time so much damage to yourself knowing when to stop is as um, as important as knowing when exactly it's also really crucial that you don't confuse stress and fear of failure fear of failure comes from several um behaviors it sort of comes from several origins and the first you're concerned and you're wrapped yourself around this whole fear that you're not going to be able to make it you know you've got this Mm. wonderful idea you want to excel you want it to be successful but you're so afraid of it just falling flat on its face that you don't try and that's where you have already failed because you Mm. haven't seen the work go put through you haven't seen all your efforts and foundation laid down before categorizing it as a failure yeah and that comes with short-sightedness you know you aim too high and you haven't even built any building blocks and then therefore it shows fault on your own sword and therefore the idea is stumped at level one you always fail at 100 percent of the things you don't try because people go okay people make loads of like movements suggesting that oh you know hard work and plus this uh, plus luck plus opportunity means mm-hmm. you're successful equal success you know you get told this on memes you get told this on social media and i'm pretty sure loads of people say it on tv it's true but if you don't if you just say it and don't actually take action of it you're not going to be able to see that sort of road that's, you know, that climb to success. And therefore, those fear of failure will just build up because you haven't allowed yeah. it to actually happen yet. You've not demonstrated that you're capable of doing it. You've put, you put a stop to your own dreams because of the fear of failure. Mm. And failure is a big thing. Failure in your business or failure of something, of an event happening and it failed you some way is actually the nicest way of being told no this is not the right way of doing it there must be a better way of doing it it's actually in an improvement you self-improve mm. you build a bigger and stronger and more concrete foundation for you to succeed next time yeah the amount of people i've seen you know talking about setting up a business becoming self-employed being an entrepreneur mm. pursuing a passion as a career yeah um have all said and this is probably the one piece of consistent advice across the board is that you will fail yeah. before you succeed yeah and that's okay so don't be afraid of it i was told this during my exam days that if you fail to prepare then prepare to fail Mm-hmm. because if you can't do the small steps now to proceed to something then you're not gonna no. like you know you're not gonna be successful and yeah. people wrap their heads around these ideas of like oh i'm gonna fail i'm gonna fail why try and i'm like yeah. well you kind of set yourself up for that yeah. failure it's no one yeah, else's fault we can't blame anyone else no because you no, you've never started you know and, and you will end up with that what if question you know what if i just done that 
So, Caitlin, I have a very important question for you. Have you ever scrolled through Netflix or any other streaming service? Many mm -hmm. are available um, and wondered what to watch and you've never been able to decide. Mm -hmm. So you end up watching that movie or TV show that you've watched a million times before. Oh, 100% all the time. Yeah. Um, well, that actually relates into um, the next thing I want to talk about, which is this kind of having no idea what you want to actually do. And in psychology, this is actually called overchoice or choice overload. Um, and what that means is that it's basically a cognitive impairment in which people have a really difficult time um, making a decision when they're faced with so many different options. Mm. So, you know, it's that Netflix example, you know, you're scrolling, you're scrolling, you're scrolling, there's a thousand and one different things you could watch. Um, but you have no idea what to watch and you can't make a decision. Or, you know, what restaurant should I go and eat at? Uh, and you just kind of blind panic, don't know what to do. Um, oh there's, <laughs> there's probably a little bit of fear involved in there. You don't want to make the wrong choice, anything mm. like that. Um, so you could have a million ideas and therefore kind of suffer by having this sort of paradox of choice mm. um, in the the diversity of all of our choices are actually stressing us out and they're actually causing us to be fearful and as a result of that we have no choice we can't do any of it mm. um and so it's a horrible paradox that we kind of all kind of end mm. up in because we all do it right we all um we all have these different things where we're presented with so many different options um you know we can't do it i mean i always try and circumvent um restaurant staff taking other people's order before they get to me so I can get a bit more time to you know try and make a decision about what I want to eat that mm. day um and you know and that can lead to kind of stress and, and feeling trapped and unhappiness mm. and ultimately you go back to that comfortable show you go back to this meal that you have every time you go to a restaurant um you know i.e you're staying where you are because it's a decision that you know and know works and so you don't have to think about it anymore Mm. Um, you're kind of going back to comfortable. Now, I think that's probably a really big reason why a lot of people don't pursue entrepreneurial projects because they actually have a thousand and one ideas. They just have absolutely no idea which one to follow mm. because they're worrying about, you know, oh, is this one going to be the best one? Is this one going to be good? Is that one good enough? Is this one good enough? Should I go and do that thing? What about that thing? How about this thing over there? Like there's so many different options and choices. And if they've spent any amount of time on the internet doing any sort of research, um, you have a billion and one people telling you a billion and one different things as to what will work and what won't work and how you should do this aspect and how you should do that aspect. Mm. Um, and it's a really, really difficult thing to overcome, the sort of paradox of choice. But good news, listeners, you can overcome <laughs> it. Um, there are a couple of tips I've got that might help you, um, you know, overcome yeah. that paradox. And this will work with whether you're trying to choose a restaurant, whether you're trying to choose a movie to watch, um, or, you know, whether you want to start your own business and you have a ton of ideas as well. So can help me. It might help you. There is it hope for you. Okay. It might help you. There's potentially hope for you in making a decision. <laughs> um, we keep our fingers crossed, ladies and gentlemen. We keep our fingers crossed. So step one, write a list of every idea that you have that you want to pursue. Also detail alongside each one mm -hmm. what kind of work it entails and then rate it according to how much you would desire to mm -hmm. do that thing. So give it a score out of five. Mm, and if you're really, really happy with that, I'll give it a five. If you're like, oh God, no, I can't imagine doing that for that long, one or a zero. Mm. Be really, really critical. But don't limit your ideas until you've listed them all. 
Yeah. So list every idea you have, no matter how wildly insane it is. If you want to set up ship that takes people to Mars on holiday, fantastic. That's an idea. Put it down. Mm-hmm. Um, Elon Musk is probably beating you to it, but you know, never mind. It's still an idea. And then rate it on like how happy you would be doing that every day. Well, actually, I don't particularly want to fly people to Mars. Um, so I'd probably give that a one. Um, I imagine it's quite a long journey. And then, you know, narrow down your choices based on that kind of empirical data. Take out your top kind of three. Yeah. Always settle for your top three. The next step, and this might be a bit weird to some people, but seek advice or even outsource the decision. Get someone else to decide for you. Mm. If your top three choices all have exactly the same rating, you would be equally happy doing any one of them, then let someone else make the decision based on what they see um, and go with it and see what happens. Mm. And if you fail, that's okay. You've got two backups there that you can then pick up and try that one. Yeah. And maybe that one will be the big hit. And you're going to be equally as happy and at least you've you've started, you've done something. That's a really good point. Um, the mm. fact that like we all, and we don't necessarily, it's okay if you don't have ideas. Oh, sure. If you have loads of ideas or even if you, and someone told me this when I was doing work experience when I was really young, but they said that if you have an idea of how to solve a problem, or even if you have a new idea which make everyone's lives easier, write those ideas down. Ever come back to it one day, that is the idea that you should go with because mm-hmm. you've obviously dwelled on it for so long. Maybe you're the person to resolve their problem. Regardless of what sense of achievement it gives you, it's still an achievement because like, how did anyone think about the chair? Or how did anyone think about putting sound into headsets? Mm-hmm. All those things were just shower thoughts. And this is coming across to my point, is that don't be persuaded by what other people say when it comes to yeah. your idea. Don't be convinced because someone else said something else, you know. Mm-hmm. And I put this down to hearsay. Mm-hmm. It's a second person or third person who mentioned something about something else. Now, no one has the right to persuade you away from your ideas. It may be the most bonker idea ever, but no one knew that we could Taking people to Mars, for example. Things that are bonkers may be just normality in 10 years' time. So please don't be discouraged because someone goes, oh, that's not going to work. How do they know? They don't have a crystal ball to decide that. They don't go, oh, no, we're going to have something else in the future. Okay, then why don't you make it? (laughs) You know, make that future into existence because people have their own opinions, and rightly so, Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't influence your decision to how you carry out your actions. An entrepreneurial ventures or your business plan or your future mm-hmm. is very much down to you. There is only one thing that you really have to remember when it comes to these things is that, you know, if it's for like selling a product or a service, all you need is service slash goods plus consumers and you make a business it's a very mm. simple equation and that's yeah. the same with like if you wanted a promotion you work hard you're you drive yourself to request it because no one's going to give you the promotion you know free nearly you've got to work for it but that the equation is very simple it's always two products mm. equates to the action don't overcomplicate it because someone said it's it requires a thousand one things and them giving you loads of ideas it's their idea you know mm-hmm. scale it down to the size that you can digest and you can understand but that's not to say you know don't listen to good advice because I, I think that's equally as damaging if a thousand people are telling you that your um, you know your food product um, tastes horrible then change up the recipe you're going to get no sales otherwise but don't let people discourage you from doing what you want to do but definitely take good advice um, 
um, you know, unless it's a you know a law or regulation that you have to follow for the particular industry that you're creating a business in, it. and then please do follow that. <laughs> um, you know, we are in no way responsible if you don't. There, are, like, there are paid or even free mentors, aren't there, who will mm. give you really safe plans, excel in that business or in that promotion or that skill you're learning. Those are the advices that you should pick up when it comes to certain things like social media. They can have a bit of a a derailing effect sometimes because mm. they they put in their influences of how things should be done despite the fact that you are different to them and yeah there's no one size no, fits all approach no, to this. exactly there's no cookie yeah. cutter for um, um entrepreneurism ceo co-founding you know mm. or even like leaping to a new job these things you have your own stories for so my final point actually everyone and i promise you regardless whether they have you know a mba background or uh, a, a legal background or anything remotely tiny will always have advice for you and it's okay, sure. and it's funny because you know maybe you said oh i'm starting something up and they're like oh yes well i have this advice for you you know this is my list of to do's and not to do's and, thinking, mm-hmm. and you sit there and you're like well you've never started a business before how the heck would you know and and that sort of things people come along in your life and they will tell you what to not do and do and it's for you and your you only to decide whether is if that fits for you then great you know but if it doesn't then like just take it with a pinch of salt you know you should start the way you want to start and you should finish how you want to finish definitely and with that in mind i'm going to go work out how to put people on mars but in the meantime please do get involved join in follow us at yq society on all social medias it's instagram it's youtube it's facebook it's twitter all of the links are down in the description below it'll be lovely to hear from you guys and please leave us any stories or any startups you want or even actually just you know drop some ideas that you have down that you've had during your shower on the loo on your walk wherever it may be and please be encouraging if people have new businesses please go support them and look out for each other you know it's a community and that's how business works it starts with the people and it ends with the product or the services so we would love to hear from you and i hope that everyone takes care and thank you for listening to me fast thank you for watching uh, or listening and see you on mars <laughs> see you soon.